When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104 Down the Horn. Um, it is a Smooth Soul Monday. Who, who is this? This is O.V. Wright. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know who I thought it was? I thought it was Bobby Womack. No, it's O.V. Wright with okay. I Don't Do Windows. I Don't Do is Windows. It, I, I, obviously, it's a little tough to listen to the lyrics. Uh, yeah, well, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's, okay, that's not, so, yeah. Okay. So, it's not talking about Windows. Okay. <laughs> so, say, obviously, that's a, uh, so a no, euphemism or something. No, well, was, uh, so apparently, uh, I don't uh, I do not do Windows was a common phrase for, like, I don't do menial work. Yeah. So, like, I don't do that stuff, like, okay. so if you were, like, at a job and they were like, hey, you're going to do this? And it's like, I don't do Windows. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it'd be like, like I think, but she's, yeah, so. Okay, yeah. I get it. No, I, it's, a, I, it's a catchy little song about something like that, though. No, it is. I've actually never... Heard of this song before, but it's actually kind of like it though. It's not bad at all. I wonder who is this actually. Uh, <laughs> hey, right, the guy's smoking a cigarette on the album cover. It's all good. Well, you well, can tell by the voice. Man, I want to smoke a cigarette just listening to this song. <laughs> Sunglasses <laughs> on, smoking. Exactly. It's one of those ones that makes you want to light up a heater. <laughs> you get us on the specs next on 512 My man Patrick, keeping us on our toes on a smooth soul Monday. We'll get back to Texas baseball. As a matter of fact, my man Harge got some Texas. Baseball coming up for you, a harsh knock life. Correct, correct, correct man. Right. We're gonna try to. I'm looking forward to that, unpack man. a little bit of this and tell everybody relax a little bit. I'm gonna go mm. Aaron Rodgers on you. Yes, there yeah, you go. Yeah. You gonna spell it out for the people? I'm gonna spell it out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, there you go. So we all get to harsh knock life coming up uh, next segment. I want to talk about the All Star Game a little bit. Uh, I guess we can start with the dunk competition because I got some. We got some sound that we're gonna play, and we'll probably get into a much. Probably in a discussion that is probably it doesn't even need to be had about the All Star Game, <laughs> uh, but there was a comment made about the All Star Game that I want to get you guys' thoughts on. But uh, first, Mac McClung winning the dunk competition. White men can jump, Aye. and they can do it very well. As a matter of fact, they can win the dunk competition. The Big Twelve love there also because uh, from a Red Raider, actually, I guess Cliff, uh, Chris Beard guy, right? Uh huh. Was yep. he yep. at one point? Yes. He's the one that shot that shot in front of Patrick and, and kind of looked at him when the game was <laughs> over. The only shot during COVID. Yeah. He gave Patrick the stink eye. Yeah, because well, what? he gave it to everybody that he was on that side. Oh, okay. he, he gave it to everyone that was in the arena. <laughs> yeah, which was like <laughs> thirty five people because yeah. <laughs> it was during COVID. Yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. you know what? He he. I mean, might have gave that same. Stank eye, uh, and I ain't stink eye. The stank eye yeah, when he uh, no had some, uh, during the dunk competition. It, I gotta tell you, it, he did. He did a great job in dunk competition. Oh, I really was. I mean, I'm watching him right now, actually, uh, behind you on the television screen. He and was, I was a, he was a YouTube sensation. Remember, he was one of those guys. He 
This dude was the star at Georgetown Hoyas for the Georgetown Hoyas before he went to Texas Tech. That's how cold he was coming out of, out of, out of high school. They went and got him, and he went and played for the Georgetown Hoyas. They and loved that that's guy. pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. That's a, it's yeah. legit. And he's a G-leaguer, Yep. Um, which I think helps because the G-leaguers want it more. Yep. The guys in the NBA will play some sound. Oh, but do we have the John Morant sound, uh, Patrick, yes. really quickly? Because, uh, man, John Morant was asked about Because we, 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 were, we were speculating. I think we had the thought experiment on the show a couple of weeks back. Not a couple of weeks. Maybe last week, actually. Just talking about the dunk contest. And, you know, and I blame LeBron. Not entirely. But LeBron's got a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of responsibility. Correct. In the you wanted to be lack, the face, you got to be able to do yeah, it. Yeah. You know? And kind of the, the lack of sizzle for the dunk competition. It's no longer a rite of passage for the superstars of the NBA. And I think he was uh, one of the first superstars starts to decline it and never decide to do it. Uh, here's John Morant when they asked him about it, because John Morant's one of those guys I think we all mentioned and said, oh yeah, I could see him in the dunk competition, oh, for sure. and it would be awesome. Uh, here's John Morant at the All-Star game being asked about it. Say it again? I'm not doing the dunk contest. <laughs> he like, he, you should have saw his face. Yeah, he, he was like, like no. So I'm not doing the dunk contest. Almost mocking it. So, but for in, in that case, but don't you win money for winning the dunk well, contest? Well, you, you win them. No, you win a hundred grand for Mac McClung. Great payday, exactly. right? <laughs> for <laughs> anyone else on there, I mean, I'm guessing a couple of those good, like Jericho Sims. That's probably a good payday, right? Like some of those guys that are doing it, it's a better payday because they're making around a million, two million dollars, right? So it's a good. That's a good chunk. But if you're a John Morant and you were making thirty million dollars or twenty million dollars. The hundred grand means a little bit less, especially okay. when you're like, all right, now I got to take time out of my day to don't practice. Don't kids, man. Well, no, but you got to take your time out of the day to practice. practice. That's the problem is there's an injury they concern. They, they don't want to take the time to be like, I got to work through all these dunks. But you know what Mac McClung did, which all these guys should take a big lesson from? He did more in-game-ish dunks. Right. So dunks that aren't, hey, man, I got 14 props, and we're going to do this, and we're going to set it up, and then I'm going to do it. And you're like, dude, just – just do a cool dunk right. that we can all go, oh, I, we all get what that was. It looked good in slow-mo. But when you do all the props and you're like, everything has to go perfect, and then if you don't do a cool dunk on top of it, you're like, well, you just – anyone who could dunk to do that. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know exactly what it takes to bring the dunk contest back, but I'm, I'm glad to see people in the dunk contest. It, who, it means a lot to them. Right, yeah. And it used to mean a lot to superstars because they, they saw it as a rite of passage. It no longer means that to them, and I get it. So hey, G-leaguers like Mac McClung, let him in there. Give him a shot. He did a great job. It's just it's basically a really good movie with no A-list celebrities in it. And you know right. what? I've seen some of those. There has a ton They're of them. On, ton of them on Netflix right now. Right. All right. right. No A-list celebrity. Like I don't know who the hell's in this movie, but that was a damn good movie. Right. That's basically what the dunk contest has become. It's still yeah. pretty good. It's it, just no celebrity, no no star power. Well, and that's the thing. That's the one thing that we're trying to figure out. If you start getting all these kids involved, like my son, for example, he's a 14 year old basketball player. All of his friends. He was excited about the dunk contest this year. Jericho Sims was in it, former UT player. Uh, he, he already knew who Mac McClung was because, number one, he's been following him on YouTube. He knew he went to Georgetown. He knew he went to Texas Tech. So he wanted to see him in the dunk contest because he knew he could dunk. But it was a matter of executing it during the games, mm -hmm. right? And going back to what Jai is, I guarantee you that if uh, Zion Williamson was healthy – he would have been in a dunk contest. 
because he likes that type of stuff. He, he's he's he would have been ex- to that regard. A, I think he's an explosive type of player That's, that got crazy. So, so Zion's never gonna be in the dunk contest. He's never gonna be able because, to be in it because yeah, he, he can't really, stay healthy. Can't stay but I wish he would have because that again he was that person. He was a YouTube sensation when he was growing up because he was that much more athletic than everybody. I think Ja should be in a dunk contest because what does he try to do every game? He tries to put somebody on a poster. He comes down the lane. He's doing just like last night in the All-Star game. They're coming down and doing all these tricks. LeBron's throwing it off the backboard. Jason Tatum. uh, Everybody was dunking. That's the frustrating part for those that really want to watch some elite guys do some dunks. Yeah, they want to dunk, but they don't want to compete. Right. It's different. Right. Like no, MJ, I get it. MJ wanted to dunk, but he also wanted to compete. So he's like, yeah, I want to dunk. Because he's I wanna... the ultimate competitor. Exactly. He's the ultimate yep. competitor. He's got no saying they're not, they're, not, they're not competitors. No, I know what you mean. But for MJ, I mean, the guy, I mean, he's got a competitive sickness, yeah. as I call it. I mean, it right. is yeah. a sickness for the man. So we get... if he could have got into it yes, on Saturday, he's he would have. He got on that dunk. <laughs> he'd been up there, uh, old man style. Uh, but to your point, Hard, Zion Williamson has said that he's keeping consideration open or his options open for the 2024 dunk contest uh yeah i'm sure injury is probably the biggest issue with him and whether he it's something that may you know help him or hurt him in terms of his durability but i i think that the nba at this point with the dunk contest their only hope to try to bring it back to its glory days is they need a, a, a really one of their superstar players to essentially decide it means something to him, right? And as as long as it doesn't, then like I said, I, it, it it'll be it'll be what SNL is right now. It'll be still really good, but none of the star power of the SNL of the glory days of right. the '80s and these '70s and those types. No, things. I think one of the things they did well in this one too was shorten it up a little bit. That's true because it used to be so long. Oh, for goodness, like it was yeah. forty-five minutes or so where you're just sitting there, like, all right, oh, well, we missed another one. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, oh that's now, the other now thing they're too. pulling the car up, and now like there was so much moving parts that this one you're like, look, there's two rounds. There are two dunks per round. That's it. You got a minute and twenty seconds or whatever it is to hit your dunk, hit it, and get out, and we can just move it along. And we're not gonna do a concert in the middle. We're not gonna do, <laughs> like just just get through it so we can go. Oh man, that was cool. That but if like if you make the move, it's like in comedy, it's they call it jokes per minute. You got to keep telling jokes because otherwise, if you're trying to make it, uh, you're like, oh, the punchline at the end will be great. But if it's four minutes, you've lost everybody before yeah. the fourth minute, right? I forgot about dunk. it, yeah. That's how it is in the dunk. You're like, if you wait too long between these dunks, then every dunk has to be a 50. But if you're like, if you put three 45s pretty close to each other, then that's, oh, man, we're getting a show now. Yeah, right. that's, that's, that's a good point because Mac McClung, one thing that helped him, he, he did a great job, but he made all of his first That's dunks. what I was just yes. about to it say. It really did help him. That's exactly it. It's something about, I don't know, it's something dissatisfying, and when they missed the first dunk, he's like, oh, that was cool, but I uh, missed the dunk. And the degree of difficulty <laughs> on his dunks were outstanding. He really I mean, was. But the fact, I told, I told my son, I said, look, man, the reason why he was so good and it was so good, cool to see is because everything was quick twitch. Everything mm-hmm. that he did, he exploded up, hit the ball off the backboard and dunked it quick. He did that 520 or whatever it was that he did where he dunked it. Then he hit, did another one where he reversed it. I was like, and they were quick. They looked, mm-hmm. they looked explosive. Not saying Dominique Wilkins type, but they were quick, explosive dunks that was like, I can't believe he just did that. Yeah. He jumped over two people and hit the ball off the backboard and still dunked it. 
You know how difficult that is? Because yeah. you're worried about hitting somebody. Yeah, Mac McClung should definitely be in White Man Can't Jump instead of Jack, Jack Harlow. Harlow. Yes. I think Jack Harlow needs to give up that role and give it to Mac McClung. I, I, will, say, I will say he did do the best <laughs> intro for Post Malone. The next night he comes out and they're like, the winner of the same dunk contest. And he comes out and he's like, guys, you have been a great city. It is really fun being here. Post Malone. <laughs> like, man, a little energy. Come on, man. Post Malone. I know. Oh, that's great. I love okay. it. Uh, all right. So, the yeah, duck contest. I'm I nice. was say, a texture yeah. said they should do a skills competition or like a, a fundamental skills. They do. They do. They did a skills competition. Yeah. It was pretty brutal this year, especially the shooting part when no one could hit a shot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that wasn't good. Oh, my gosh. Were they, were they asking him to hit mid-range shots? <laughs> yeah, no, they had the, the, no, the, 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 the rookies. The rookies, the only shot they hit was the one-pointer that's, like, from, like, six feet away. <laughs> oh, no. They, they hit three Not the threes either? No, no. They missed every single shot except oh. for three of the six-footers that they had to start taking at the end because they were going to have zero points. Wow. Rod B wow. can do that. Matter of fact, I've done that, actually, in the Irwin <laughs> Center, I believe, with the Hall of Globetrotters. So, yes, I Love believe it. I missed all of them except the one that was like a layup uh, <laughs> and embarrassed myself. So there you go. Uh, let's, let's talk about the All-Star game itself, gentlemen. A 184-175 win for Team Giannis. They beat Team LeBron. I believe it was Team LeBron's first loss. It was. It yeah. was Giannis' first, first win. Oh, Giannis' first win. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Uh, Jason Tatum. Unbelievable game, gentlemen. 55 points. One MVP. I love this little factoid. First player to score 50-plus in a regular season game, All-Star game, and a playoff game. Yeah. That is a nice little nugget to yep. have on your resume. Uh, it was a great – I mean, Donovan Mitchell scored uh, 40 points. Dame Lillard, I mean, he won – by the way, Dame Lillard won a three-point contest. Yeah. Forgot I, to mention it. Also, yeah. Dame, like, he was the most fun to watch in the All-Star wow. game because he would just pull up from wherever he wanted. Casually. And everyone else was shooting those, and they're, like, kind of chunking them at the yeah. basket. He's shooting those. Comfortable. Yeah. Now, his face don't even look like he's, like – like, if I try and shoot an NBA range three, I can shoot college threes all day. If you go back to NBA range, I'm like, oh, I got to put a lot of leg into this. Yeah. Because I'm just not used to shooting them because I never played at that level. No, right. he is. He but eight that guy pointers. can sit at half court and just shoot them like I shoot a college three, and that's crazy. It, it, I agree with you on that. It is one of the most mo- – and you're talking about an NBA league of freaks. They're all yeah. freaks to a certain extent. He, it's one of the freakier things to watch him comfortably shoot for almost half court. Yeah, yeah. it's so easy, man. <laughs> Not heave it. To I mean, he sunk like three in a row. <laughs> yeah. Like just walked down and hit him and then came back down the other side of the court and hit it. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It, it's, it's really, really fun to watch. Uh, and LeBron left an, with an injury. So, so he had halftime. At halftime, they came out and they were like, yeah, you hurt his hand. So he yeah. was out second half. Giannis came in. At the it very was, beginning for the tip. Yeah, because he, he was hurt, so he missed out, missed out on the skills competition on Saturday night. They had Drew Holiday fill in for him. And then, yeah, he basically came in to start the game, hit a shot, and then came out because he had an injury, which it makes his team is like, yeah, you're not going to get more hurt. Mm. Yeah. We're right, trying to right. win a championship. Agreed. No, I'm with you on that. Um, okay, so Kyrie Irving also had a great game. 32 yeah, points, 15 assists, 7 rebounds. Um, most points ever scored an all-star game by Dallas Maverick. How about that? Yep. Random factoid there for Kyrie. So we know what Luka's got to do next year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> brand new Dallas Maverick. Uh, brand new Dallas Maverick. There you go. Uh, okay. Which, uh, fun fact, uh, he did that as an Eastern Conference all-star. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yes. He's yeah. on the, he was. He that's got a in really on the East. freaky stat, actually. Yes. Yeah, that, you'll never get that one. <laughs> you put in the Eastern Conference All Star thing. That's yep. well. uh, okay, let's get to uh, this sound because I think it's pretty interesting, and I think it's going to lead to. I hope it leads to an interesting conversation. So, Mike Malone, um, he actually ended up. He's the 
for those who don't know, he was coach of Team LeBron, um, which ended up losing a game, and he's the Denver Nuggets head coach. He spoke to the media afterwards and was asked about the game. I thought his comments were very interesting. Here they are. The amount of points that your team surrendered, is that going to leave a scar for you? <laughs> it's going to form over the scar that was formed in Charlotte yes. back in 2019. You know, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of a, a great weekend, great players, but that is the worst basketball game ever played. How do you fix it? Uh, I don't know if you can fix it. I mean, I give Joel and B, Kyrie Irving, those guys were like competing. Joel was imploring some of the guys to play harder, to try to get some defense in, but um, no one got hurt. They put on a show for the fans, but that, that is a tough game to sit through. I'm not going to lie. All right, Kendrick Perkins disagreed with Coach Malone and said, quote, I think Mike Malone is just a hater because that was entertaining as hell. All right, gentlemen, what side do you stand on? Entertaining as hell or worst basketball game ever or somewhere in between? Are you a moderate? I'm going to say I'm a moderate. And the reason <laughs> being is because you do get to see some of the skill level of some of these guys, like we were talking about with the dunks, the long-range shooting. But – you do want to see some people kind of compete. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just let everything just happen. Let's okay. If you shoot it and we miss, then we're in transition. But if you make it, great shot. No, hmm. compete a little bit. Play a little bit harder. I'm not telling you to go out there and try to hurt yourself. But come on, man. This was this was kind of ridiculous. And then it's also one of those things. We know it's an All Star game. Let's just say this. You remember when Pete Rose ran over somebody at the All-Star game? Pete Rose, because he wanted to win that bad. Remember Jason, was it Jason Taylor at the Pro yeah, Bowl? Yeah, Jason knocked, Taylor knocked somebody out. Somebody. You know what I'm saying? There are some times yeah. where you're like, that goes back to what you said about MJ. It was that competitive sickness. Yeah, he some playing. guys have it. Some guys don't. Some are there for the party. Some are not. But listen, I, it's a tough conversation every single day with the kids about don't take that shot. Don't take that shot. That's not the shot that you – man, I just saw them make it from three-quarter courts. I know I got that kind of range. I'm like, you're talking about like how Patrick is. You heaving the ball. That's not a shot. I want you working on the shot. But I really I really do believe that I understand the entertainment value, but I also thought that they should have played harder. There's money that is being exchanged during it for each quarter. They go to different charities and things like that. But I at least compete a little bit. Just yeah. give me a little bit. Yeah, they 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 tried to do, and this is the worst year of it. Of by the second half, uh, I think it was Team LeBron just gave up. Yeah, and they refused to try at all, and so Team Giannis just walked away with it because the fourth quarter had been fun the last few years. Yes, because they had all buckled down because it was kind of close, and they buckled down. And you could even tell some of the guys on Team Le- like Team Giannis were trying to let Team LeBron back into it to make it a game because they got it. Mm. And they were like, oh, yeah, but we're supposed to play in the fourth quarter. Like, we, yes. we got it. We all give up the three quarters. But y'all are not even picking up in the fourth. I mean, there's a couple of things that they need to fix. First of all, Draymond Green can no longer be an announcer on any of the stuff. <laughs> He's the worst, unwatchable, ruined Saturday, and I had to turn over to TNT <laughs> on Sunday because I cannot stand this guy pretending like he is a Hall of Famer. And, I mean, you are in the NBA Hall of Famer because everyone's a Hall of Famer in the NBA. But, I like, the fact that he walked out and literally said, they were like, so is this hard for you to, like, because you're still playing, and then you're going to have to talk to all like people that you're not you didn't make the team this year. And he's like, none of them can hang with me except for LeBron because you know what, he's only with four rings. I'm like, dude, you're worse than everyone on that court. <laughs> Every single one of them you're worse than. They've, your team has talked about trading you for like giving away a pick to trade you. Right. Stop talking like that. 
no one wants to hear that as a broadcast. Yeah. So, yeah. and then him with Shaq was just, they all they did was just be like, well, Charles, how many did you go? He goes, I went to 11 games, won an MVP. And they're like, what a loser. <laughs> Guys, I think you're missing your audience here. So that was terrible. But I think you need to get, uh, maybe get comedians or get, and trash talk these players the entire game until they start wow, playing. You want to heckle them? Yes. I want to take it back to street ball <laughs> yeah, yeah, and get yeah. some boys on the side to street, to heckle them. That is Mike great. Up because if you go, yeah, tell that guy he's a better player than you. Until you prove me wrong. Give him a megaphone. Yeah. Just, that Come is on. a good idea. I like that. Because you want to bring out their – they are competitive. But they are competitive. in today's world, if I go on social media and me and you, our three of us are supposed to have a competition, and then we go on social media and everybody tells us how much that we all suck for doing it. and every, We're back. I screw these people. What am I doing it for these people for? They're all being jerks. Yeah. And they're going on there and they think we don't play hard enough. They want me to go get hurt in an all-star game. And the reality is, yeah, we just want you to play a little bit harder, a little bit more defense. Instead of just literally standing for half the game, we want you to do, you know, not I not even go back to the early nineties, but like late nineties. No, I honestly, Patrick, I, I I know you're half joking, half serious. Oh no, I'm serious. But <laughs> so, I think your idea is pretty brilliant, actually, because the NBA is the most social media savvy of all the pro sports leagues. Yeah. You literally can have fans sending you tweets of what they want these celebs to say around the court. And reading the mean tweets like Jimmy Kimmel does. Yeah, that would be great. And you're just reading mean tweets of fans. Then everybody's just sitting around, oh, man, I hate this dude, but let me send a mean tweet about this guy. And they can sit there and then the NBA needs to tweets. sort through it, obviously, because yeah. you'll send a lot of oh, no, but I mean, like, homophobic, you... racist, and all kind of uh, stuff. But still, uh, you sort through it. And it might have been a great idea. I know it sounds crazy, but. If you put Kevin it, Hart and you. Dave Chappelle yeah. and Chris Rock on the sideline. And just give them a megaphone. And, and, and just say, sit there, the three of them, talking about how bad this is. And how awful these players oh, are. And boy, back in my day, they those players eventually would start to take it personally. I, I love that <laughs> idea. I'm telling you, I think it's a brilliant idea. It's a WWE element. I said, <laughs> same, I said the same thing when people got mad at Tiger Woods for giving the tampon. Uh, yep. Who was it? Yep. Was it, was it uh, Justin, Justin Thomas, Thomas? His partner. Oh, man. I said, that was great. So I guess instead of a tampon, he should have gave him a, a low-T pamphlet <laughs> yeah, or something exactly. these days. I guess that would have been more politically correct. I like that. You can't give him a low-T pamphlet. Yeah. Now. You got that low-T, <laughs> no, man. man. People with low-T are going to be offended. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. They're going to be a little sensitive to the subject. <laughs> They're going to be, I mean, people with low-T are just naturally more sensitive. So, I mean. well, everybody end up with low-T at one point? Uh, yeah, Isn't so. it inevitable that we're all going to have low T at one point. Yep. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, I, I love your idea, Patrick. I think, honestly, you need to send that to Adam Silver today. It's a brilliant idea. Because, honestly, the truth is, all, we're watching this happen across all sports with all their mm-hmm. all-star games. People just don't care uh, yep. enough about yep. them. And the players don't care enough about them, whether it be in the NFL, whether that be... Whether that be now we're looking at the NBA, they're right. also games. I don't watch a lot of hockey, so I'm really not talking about hockey. I apologize. Hockey's the case. Hit me up with the hockey stuff. Um, but Major League Baseball, they've tried to incentivize Major League Baseball's all-star game a little bit. And the truth is, I believe that these all-star games and all these major leagues, they're just one of those things in society that are becoming more of a burden than a benefit. Not his fault. It's just society's just evolving past them with with these players with these multi-million dollar contracts they're just not interested in this exhibition game and much like the penny which costs more to make than it's actually worth yep. and much like you know the yellow pages and pay phones i just think it's more of a burden than it is a benefit to society and i think these ratings will continue to drop and drop that's why the nfl's just given up on the damn thing and said you know what screw yeah. it because there's just the worst because of the nature of football yeah, yeah. but they're all bad 
But they're like, all, they're all bad. But yes. if you watch that game, Jalen Hurts and uh, or Jalen uh, Brown and Jason Tatum. and Jason Tatum when they went at it, they at the end did. Of the, that, was that was fun. That was fun because you were like, look, it's still lighthearted, and yeah. you're not actually going at each other. Yeah. But we got to see two teams, and so that was fun, right? But yeah, the one on one. And yeah, so you're cool. like, that could have been done throughout the game, and back in the day. I, it was Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson oh, did it. I love it. When Magic came oh. and it was it was huge. MJ, and then, MJ and Kobe did it once. Yeah. I love that. Still. But the that's like those oh. things. And you're like, cool, do that more in the game. Yeah. Just light it up and go. If no one wants to play, let's go one on one. Let them have one on one. Yeah, just everybody just back up. Let's yeah. go one on one. That like, would be have fun. Those, but set yeah. them up before the game and have it. But just there's some there's things you can do, and this is why the Malone tweet bothered me or the Malone comment bothered me. I'm like you're the guy who's supposed to help do this. Like, the coaches are the one. Greg Popovich was a decent coach there because he got that it was supposed to be fun, but he's also a type of guy that can go, yeah, yeah, no, you suck. Like, right, I, thought, right, I, I, thought, right. I thought you were a man. Go yeah. play. Like, I, <laughs> like, you want me? Like, the WNBA All-Star game is better than this, and it is because <laughs> they care. <laughs> Give you a low-T pamphlet. You know? <laughs> but you're like, you, you know, you'll sit there and he'll just make, like, he would be able to make fun of you enough is and it, get on you enough. Is it fair that he's, a, he's, he's considered a made man and he's no, Mount is. Rushmore? No, so no, I get when it. Pop says something to you, you take it. Uh, Mike Malone says something to a superstar player in a player-led league. Yeah. He's not used to talking to those guys like that because it's a player-led league. But that's, yeah. but that's that's why Pop is Pop. That's what I'm saying. Because he's always been that guy, and then he just won some championships, so he gets away with it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, he's always been that guy. That's true. He and, has been an old crotchety old guy. <laughs> yeah, and so you're like, and I get, like, you have a first-year head coach in Boston, so that's a harder thing to do. But all you got to do is little stuff and be like, oh, so we ain't playing today? I just, I just want to make sure, like, y'all don't want to play at all. And then I bench, I'd start benching people. But, hey, rotate him out. Hey man, you stood in the you stood on that that free throw line for three possessions. Come out then. Yeah, I don't need. Where's Mac McClung? Put him in the game in jeans. Oh yeah, <laughs> so you already get cares. know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, what are they gonna do? Stop the game? I, I, I think you're right on with your point about Pop. I just wonder if it's only like a few coaches in the NBA that would have that effect if they got on guys and they go, "Damn, I don't want Pop looking at me like that." That's Pop. That's a oh, goat. Yeah. I don't want a goat. It definitely like has that. to be somebody yeah, that's you know well I mean? respected. Yeah, it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, all right, good stuff there. All right, what you got coming up on Harsh Knock Life? We're going to talk a little bit about Texas baseball. I'm going to talk about them, and I'm also going to talk about TCU and Oklahoma State as well. All right, hopefully we got some good news in there about there Texas is. baseball. There will be. Don't press the panic button. We gave it to Hard. So if, we, right. if anybody's going to press it, it'll be him. Uh, it'll be a weird sound. It'll sound like this. <laughs> 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 all right, all that boy right here. Coming up next, right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak, my man. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a smooth, <laughs> smooth Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Harge. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. Oh, and you can follow my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And this weekend I had the opportunity, this past weekend, excuse me, I had the opportunity to go up in Arlington, go up to Arlington and be a part of the telecast for the Higginbotham uh, College Baseball Showdown at Globe Life Field. And during my time there, obviously, I got a chance to call all of the Texas 
Longhorns baseball games on Flow TV. I want to thank mm-hmm. them for letting me. Uh, Flow TV did a great job and 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 let us be a part of that. But during that time there, it's so I'm I tried to be such a professional during these games. Um, obviously, you know I'm a I'm a big baseball fan. I'm a former professional baseball player, so I pay attention to baseball a little bit different than maybe the average fan that goes to these games. So there are some things that I noticed during this time that I'm always trying to figure out. And I know that everybody's going to look at the 0-3 start at the, at, at the tournament this weekend and try to make more of it than what it is. But I'm going to try to be a little bit more optimistic with some of these young kids. And I say that they're young kids because that's exactly what they are. At one point in every single game, he had three freshmen, true freshmen, starting, whether it was at the DH position, third base, or first base. They had three freshmen starting. And then on Friday, I mean, excuse me, on Sunday, the entire infield, except for Cam Constantine, who, who finally got a chance to play, the shortstop was a, a freshman, the second baseman was a freshman, and then you also had a freshman at the DH position. So it's going to be a lot of growing pains at the very beginning because we know it's been, what, mm-hmm. you had Trey Faltini, you had Skylar Messenger, and before that you had Murph Staley, and then you had Cam Williams. You had names there playing all these different positions where you were comfortable with it. Yep. Douglas Hodo in center field tracking everything down. Austin Todd, who probably has his master's by now from the time that he spent at the University of Texas, And then you got Dylan Campbell and Eric Kennedy at the top of the order. Well, then you bring in a a grad transfer at Porter Brown from TCU. You got Garrett Gilmette, who is coming in from uh, USC. You got Jack O'Dowd, who originally transferred here from um, Nashville, from Vanderbilt. And then you start bringing in all these different types of pitchers and players. So it's a different group. But one thing that's not being talked about with This particular group, yes, they are young. But you also had an overhaul on your coaching staff. Yeah. So it's a lot of different things, and everybody's trying to understand what Coach Pierce wants and implementation and what's going on and how the program is run, and everybody's trying to feel that. But this, again, you had a huge turnover when you just came back from the College World Series two years Two years, and so the expectations for the University of Texas, and you know this, Rod, from football, you you there. The expectations are always going to be high. The expectations are what Mm -hmm. they are. It's the standard college World Series. That's what it is for baseball. That's why when I was being recruited way back in the day, that is why I wanted to come here because I wanted the opportunity to play in Omaha. Mm -hmm. Now. I'm not saying that this team is not going to have that opportunity. I'm not saying that they are. But we have to – I'm not going to lower our standards or what our expectations are. I'm just saying be careful what you expect from this team because either way, you might either be happy or disappointed or both. There's <laughs> You're going to go through all the ebbs and flow of a baseball season because there's a lot that is going to be going on. So if you look at what happened this weekend – they played in front of 15,000 on Friday night against Arkansas, a team that also had a big-time replacement, but they have some experience. They brought in, in their transfer portal, impactful players that 
came in and did their job. But Texas only lost that game three to two. So Texas was still in that game. And the ground ball that was hit, it was a sharply hit ground ball to third base. I guarantee you in a couple weeks, in a couple months, Flores is going to make that play. It, it was it was a hot shot, but it was a position that he's not used to playing. He's a shortstop by nature. And the ball got up on him a lot faster than what he was used to, what he was accustomed to. Yeah. It, was a, it was a left-handed hitter hitting the ball the other way, shot it through him, and he didn't make the play. But I guarantee you he's going to make that play. Fast forward to Sunday, those ground balls that were hit to Jaden Duplantier, the ground ball that was hit to O'Hara as shortstop, and – to be honest with you, they could have had another error to the third baseman, Tanner Carlson, if they, if they didn't come down on the bag. It was originally going to be an error. They reviewed it right away. They got the call right. Ended up not being an error. Got a, a play there. But it could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So there are some things that got away from this team this past weekend because the the, the eight runs on in the second inning on uh, Sunday shouldn't have happened because all those were eight runs were unearned. That's crazy. You had a guy come up with the bases loaded, hit a grand slam who hadn't hit a home run in two years. So there are some things that happened. So I'm not going to say that this team won't be able to play uh, at a very high level in the Big 12. The Big 12 is going to be very competitive. TCU has got a good group of guys that are there. They've got some impactful um, players that stepped in as soon as they got to the transfer portal. That is going to be something to pay attention to. The bullpen had their moments for Texas. Uh, The starting pitching, Lucas Gordon was great on Friday. Zane um, Morehouse, he needs to be sharper, and there's a lot is expected for him. And Travis Staley, I don't think he pitched bad. They just didn't make plays behind him. Mm. So there are some things that you can be positive about once they get back to the dish, and that, that starts tomorrow night. But some of the things, too, Texas has to put the ball in play. When they lost that game to Missouri uh, on Saturday, Missouri was bunting and running. They were they were drag bunting. They were sacrifice bunting. They were hitting and running. They were doing the small ball things, yeah. the things that mm-hmm. a young team wasn't ready to make plays for. So, once again, they got back. They get back to work. They get a chance to be home. It's a sellout. Crowd here at Dishfog Field. Season tickets were already sold out, so it's going to be the friendly confines as opposed to being booed and heckled and screamed at by the opposing fans. And it will be a different light. They've been used to practicing on AstroTurf the entire year, mm-hmm. entire offseason. That's all they've been doing. Then they get a chance to go and play on a dirt field, and it's a little bit different. Ball bounces a little bit differently. So they will be able to make it through these adjustment periods. So I'm not just going to sit here and say, oh, man, this team is bad. This is that. This is. Remember two years ago when they went up to Arlington? They struck out a lot. During that time, I was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. They got a chance to face some power arms. And that's exactly what they got to see again this weekend. So for me, Texas, who, by the way, in the game against Arkansas, they left nine, oh, excuse me, they left four players on base, but they struck out 13 times. Against Missouri, they left 10 players on base and struck out 10 times. Mm. Against Vanderbilt, they struck out 12 times and left five players on base, five runners on base. Situationally, they weren't very good. 
the top of their lineup. Dylan Campbell didn't have a great weekend. Uh, Eric Kennedy had a couple moments. Porter Brown didn't have a great weekend. So there's going to be some things that this team will get better with at bats. This team will get better with repetition of playing high-quality games because don't forget, Mm -hmm. they play three games on the weekend. They play play, uh, one to two games midweek. They're going to get better playing time. They're going to get more reps. They're going to have those opportunities. But I do want to give you some names that I think you truly should be paying attention to because they're going to be here for a while. Uh, Some of the young players that I mentioned, Jalen Flores at third base. He's from San Antonio. He's a talented guy. His bat will be powerful here at the university. He's going to play some good defense because he's got a good glove. Just let it happen. Um, (laughs) Jaden Duplantier. Second baseman, he is a talented guy, can run a little bit. And actually in that game against Missouri, it was an unfortunate situation. He got a double in the gap. Bases were loaded. He's got a double in the gap. And because the ball in the area in which he hit it, if he would have hit it two feet to the left, it it wouldn't have been a ground rule double. Mm. Because it went two feet to the right, it bounced up into the bullpen because it was a lower level uh, part of the field, and so instead of being able to score all three runs, they only scored the two runs. And I told my broadcast partner at that point, I said, Mark, bookmark this because this is going to be a part in the game that is going to come back to them. If he clears the bases, it's a whole different type of inning, but instead they left them both on there mm-hmm. and they didn't get ever doing. So then you start looking at um, – Jared Thomas, the big first baseman from Waxahachie. Shout out to Jad. You, you got to <laughs> chat to Chad. This guy's got some sock in his bat, and he's a very confident player. I got a chance to talk with him in the elevator. Bright young man and really excited about baseball. Nice. And another name to pay attention to, he's another young guy, Ryan Galvan. He's from Sinton where um, uh, Alan Allen is. What's his name? Is his name Allen? No, it's not Allen. Adrian Alanis, okay. who used to pitch for Texas. He's the head coach there, won state championship. Another talented guy. Pay attention to DJ Burke, Chris Stewart, and Hudson Toll, and also Chase Loomis. He looked good the other day, a lefty that's been here for a little bit. He's done a really good job. He's been injured throughout a couple seasons. He had a good outing. So there is some hope. There is some optimism. I know we got a texter say, yeah, I don't feel any better, Harge. It's okay. <laughs> I promise you. Just just let the games happen. Uh, but I think the biggest understatement of all of this is the turnover that happened within the organization, within the club, where you've gotten different guys and different voices that the comfort level and trying to still learn each other on the coaching staff the do's, the don'ts, the how's, the mm-hmm. why's. You're still trying to figure that out as well. So I, I like Woody. I like Steve Rodriguez. Um, I think they're going to be great guys. I just don't know where where this is as far as the conversations and everything else that goes into it. But I think they'll be okay. Yeah, uh, I think we all. I'm not going to say they're going to be at the top, but I think they'll be okay. Mm. Yeah, well, um, being competitive in the conference is that, where they that's what be. you need to that's be. What you, that's, that's what you need to be. I mean, yeah. you're going to get some growing pains. You're going to have some time. Like tomorrow, tomorrow, this Texas uh, A&M Corpus Christi team, they can swing it. They got some talent. I know Scott. I know the head coach, Scott. Mm. He can. He was a very hard-nosed competitor, and they're yeah. not coming up in here just to get a check. They're coming in here to play and to win. 
And then you got this weekend series that's going to be happening too. And then you can't you can't forget about what happened in San Marcos. So that's the other part mm-hmm. too. San Marcos, uh, Texas State is on the rise. They got to play those guys too. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of angst heading into this. But again, it's baseball, man. Anything can happen during that time. You can go out there and remember they won 11 straight games at the beginning of the year last year and got to Omaha and got barbecued. You know what I'm saying? So there's 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 so much that goes into it. This weekend they play Indiana. Tuesday they put next Tuesday, the following Tuesday, they play LSU and then they travel out to Cal State Fullerton. So they're going to have some challenges here coming up that they're like I said earlier. They're gonna have to grow up and grow up fast. They got time to get right before conference play, though. No doubt. So they, you know, I the think challenges are now, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got to have some urgency about it. All right, uh, Hard Knock Life. They're breaking it down. He'll have uh, plenty more uh, breakdown about uh, Texas baseball. As a matter of fact, we'll talk about that again in the five o'clock when we talk Texas basketball. We come back. We got off the record on the other side. We'll dive into some of the uh, the other kind of pop culture topics we may have missed right here on Ball Don't Lie. I'm one of the horn. D.D. Megadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break, man. Congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104 Now on the Horn. It's time for another Off the Record. And uh, I guess we're just going to talk about this because it's not really, I mean, it is a story, uh, but not a lot of details, not as much as you would think considering what a high-profile incident it was. Did you guys hear over the weekend about the street racers that took over? Yeah, uh, I saw the videos. South Austin? That was crazy. Uh, so for those who hadn't been keeping up, basically multiple 911 calls were received Saturday around 9 p.m. about cars and a crowd causing uh, mayhem. Um, and I believe it was like right up there, like with Barton Springs, like the Barton Springs. Lamar- yeah, that intersection, intersection right, there. right there. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, they this is it was so strategic and it was so well organized. Basically, they blocked off the intersection and several police vehicles were damaged after unruly, you know, I don't know, spectators uh, began throwing fireworks and bottle rockets, pointing lasers at their officers who responded to the incident because essentially they were blocking off an intersection. They just blocked it off. I don't even know how this was so well organized, but it really was well organized. Police arrested two people for evading arrest and are still investigating the incident. One officer sustained a non-life-threatening injury, um, but was treated at a local hospital and was released, so he was okay. Um, thank God. APD, they say, is committed to stopping this conduct. Law-breaking in this matter will result in enforcement and arrest. Uh, but, yeah, be, the videos that I'm sure we all saw, man, it was, it, was, it was unbelievable. Like, it was jaw-dropping to see. <laughs> they just shut down the intersection, and the police were man, somewhat helpless. They right. couldn't do anything. Right. I don't think they want to really use extreme force with this group. So I think they were just trying to avoid that kind of situation. But, yeah, man, talk about unruly. It was straight up fast and the furious stuff going on. 
Yeah. yeah. And they've done this before in different cities around the country, so it's not some brand new idea. We just haven't seen it in Austin very often. Well, somebody just sent this. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to put his name out there, but it says it's getting bad, guys. It took place at two different <laughs> locations, perfectly planned. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It did. It looked like it was extremely well organized. And you know, because it's like, that's like how flash mobs and stuff. There has to be social media, like a social media evidence or a social media trail, if you will, of breadcrumbs of this happening because you can't get that many people organized. Without social <laughs> yeah, media. Yeah, without somebody, yeah. I mean, you need social media to do it. So I don't know what they use on social media to do, but they definitely got social media people. Yeah. Like, they have social media, I should say, enthusiasts involved with this kind of stuff. And I wonder that's how you can track them. Yeah. But they got to have license plates, right? Did they, did they black out all their license plates while they were there? I'm talking about all the cars that were blocking everything, too. No doubt. Did everybody just have their license plates blocked out? I have no idea. Man, it's interesting. I don't know. Man, was Vin Diesel out there? The no, he was at the All Star game. <laughs> was the Rock? Oh, Vin Diesel was the. Okay. No, he was at the All Star game giving really weird speeches. <laughs> no, he actually was there though. I was, Vin I was Diesel there. was. No, no, he Vin came Diesel out and was. gave a really weird speech. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Why if you have Vin not Diesel seen it, giving speeches at the All Star so game. It's so good to be here in Utah <laughs> for the NBA. Like All Star game. What reason? What connection does he have to the? Yeah, they have a new movie coming out. Yeah, they have a movie coming out. The Fast and Furious. Yeah, they have new Fast and Furious. But yeah, no, it was awful. It was. They were like promoting like four movies then. Yeah. I saw Ben Stiller, not Ben Stiller, uh, Ben Affleck was there um, promoting his movie, the new yeah. Jordan movie. He was yeah. hanging out with Chris Tucker, I think. Yeah. Hanging out. Yeah, the, yeah I, I saw that. I, I still, I still don't get that Jordan movie. Campaign. Why still not? don't get it. Because nothing about what Michael Jordan, I never thought I'd ever want to see a movie about the business end of Michael Jordan. Don't care. Great basketball player. Could care less about why you signed a shoe deal. Uh, I get, I get the concept. I think it was if more it was about a ten minute, if it was a ten minute YouTube video. I might mm. check it out. A hour and a half feature film. I'm, I'm out. I'm, it's, that's okay. I don't need to see the business side of five white guys being like, <laughs> "Man, we really changed the game, didn't we?" Man, <laughs> hey guys, we really changed the game I, of basketball, didn't we? I believe, okay, that's a good point. You're right about that because. Um, was it supposed to be groundbreaking because nobody had a shoe built around one athlete before? Is that what it is? Yeah, I mean, it's because it's the Jordan brand and it became... Like it became like they, yeah, they like said it helped build it around Nike. one guy. Like It is, but it's a business deal. Like, it's all business deals. It is, but yeah, I, I think it might be pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to watching it, actually. <laughs> I know you probably don't. you're right, an NBA done. guy, so you don't want to. I don't I'm, care. Yeah, exactly. I like I like basketball. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to watch the extra? No, no. We uh, the rest of us need the drama, the salacious gossip surrounding the NBA. Uh, Patrick does not need that. He watches summer league basketball, so he actually wants to watch yes. the games. <laughs> I'll watch old. I'll watch old MJ games. We all watch that. Exactly. It'd be much more fun for me. You're right. Yeah, you're right about that. But I think it might be pretty interesting. But you're right. It is just about a business deal. I mean, yeah. it's a it's an hour and a half movie about something that actually probably took about. 15 to 20 I, I will tell you, this is what it, the only thing I can think is that there's gonna be like a Michael Jordan cameo and they're hiding who it's gonna be or something to make that the big reveal on opening weekend. Yeah. yeah. Because he's not in any of the advertising, it's just his parents. Yeah. Yeah. So I true. think there's gonna be a thing of like, they got that guy to do MJ. Like, I think that's gonna, they're gonna try and be their marketing plan. That's true, because I don't want to, they haven't re- revealed who's playing. I don't MJ think he's in the, the movie, really. Yeah, that's a good point. 
they did have they just had something recently, and I forgot they had a guy playing MJ in some manner. I can't. I, I watched something. I can't remember what it was. But it's hard to find somebody to play MJ. Period. Yeah. Uh, you just need to get Michael Jordan. You get a bald black right. guy. If you get gonna, Michael B. Jordan, you can get uh, Michael Jordan to play no, Michael Jordan. Michael, Michael, he doesn't look anything like him, Michael, but it'll be hilarious for a cameo <laughs> because Michael Jordan playing Michael Jordan. I was trying to be like he's way too good looking to play Michael Jordan. You he's also he's also much older than what Michael Jordan would be in this movie. That is very true, and more swoller than Michael Jordan yeah. would be. You Michael mentioned, Jordan swole up. You mentioned for the, the Creed rock. movie. Which I can't wait to watch. I can't, I'll definitely watch. That. I can't wait to. You uh, you mentioned the the Rock and is he there and all that other stuff. He was actually at the hotel that I was staying in. Him, his ex wife, they were all staying all right. there because the XFL, XFL was right across the street. Great point. So he had his his security team that was there. I never actually laid eyes on him. But his whole crew was there, and he definitely uh, he must have went to San Antonio too. He did. Right? We went right after that. Oh, nice. He went right after the that. Rock doing but yeah, his he thing. Yeah, he was doing. Yep. Uh, we'll talk XFL actually at five forty-five. We'll get into some XFL discussion. All right, we come back. Texas basketball beating Oklahoma. We'll get into that uh, in Texas baseball with the zero and three start. Uh, we'll talk about whether we need to hit the panic button or not. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful night, Horn.